Howdy and welcome to the 10-Week Bible Study. This is week 8, day 5 of our study of Galatians and Colossians. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about Colossians 2, 20-23. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to speak to us? Open our eyes today to the wonder and the mystery of the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. We'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Colossians 2, starting in verse 20. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, there that phrase is again, the same one that he's already said once in this chapter, and he said in Galatians, again, to my knowledge, these are the only two books where he ever uses that phrase. <laughs> Back to this, continuing on. You died with Christ to the elemental spiritual force of this world, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Verse 21, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch these rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body. But they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. This is a big thing that Paul's saying here. A big thing. Um, This is one of the reasons that being truly legalistic doesn't work. It's not even that it doesn't work. I mean, if you're truly being legalistic and you're trying to justify yourself by your actions, then you've, you've... abandon the notion of Jesus is the thing that saves you, the person that saves you in the first place. So you've already lost the battle there. But if you're walking out this legalistic path, thinking that it's going to somehow make you better than anyone else or better than you were or whatever, Paul's saying, listen, you can do all of these things. Or it's like, he's talking about kind of taking on this uh, ascetic lifestyle where you're like, hey, I'm going to set all these rules in, in place for myself or you know, don't touch it, don't taste, you know, don't handle it, don't, you know, stay away from all of these things. He's like, you know, you kind of put all of these boxes around you. And he's like, that actually doesn't at all prevent you from doing those things. Looking at all of the sinful passions that we can engage with in this world and saying, no. I'm not going to do it. Paul is essentially saying that is a way to fail. If that's the best solution you have to not sinning, to not doing the things that you don't want to do, you will fail. That's what Paul's saying. Right? He he says, it sounds good. It makes sense. Right? He says it, it has an appearance of wisdom is what he says here in verse 23. And he even goes on, he says, it, you know, it has this, this self-imposed worship, right? <clears throat> I'm essentially worshiping myself that I'm going to be able to do this. It's this whole self-justification thing that I can <clears throat> not do this. I can obey all of these laws, all of these rules that I've set up in in. in place for myself, you know, and and kind of created this little world where I'm not going to do these things. And he's actually like, listen, 
Um, they don't actually do anything in preventing you from giving in to those things. Um, I think contemporarily, not going to encourage you to do this, but if you are going to start to assemble a list of all of the Christian leaders who have kind of been the most in the forefront of you, don't do this, don't do this. We got to, we got to stop this. And you know, all of those kind of things. It's like what we find over and over and over again is that railing against those things doesn't actually prevent those people from indulging in those things. Unfortunately, we see that time and time and time again. <clears throat> now, does that mean that we should just give in to those indulgences? No, no. What Paul's actually saying is you can't humanly prevent yourself from stumbling into sin by convincing yourself that you're not going to stumble into sin. God made us to have desires and passions. And the only way to fulfill, the only way to, to not walk in sinful desires and passions is to replace those with holy desires and passions. To actually find our fulfillment in holiness. Meaning that we get fulfilled in our desires and our passions through the things that the Lord has put in front of us. Meaning that it's not because we're saying, no, I'm not going to do that thing. It's because we actually replace those things with better things that the Lord has given us to where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't even, I don't want that. Like that's not appealing to me anymore because what I have here is so much better. <clears throat> that's actually how we overcome sin is not by convincing ourselves that we should stop sinning, <clears throat> but actually release, really, uh, uh, replacing those things, replacing those sinful activities with things that the Lord has given us to fulfill us. We need fulfillment, right? We need to indulge ourselves and fulfill ourselves in things. It's, a, it's just a human nature. So we either do that in a sinful way or we can do that in a righteous way by chasing after God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And what ends up happening is when you do that, you end up more fulfilled and more free. And then these things over here, they don't look that good anymore. They don't look that appealing anymore because what's over here is so much better. And it doesn't mean that you don't fall back into this stuff, but you get up and you run over here to this stuff. You realize, oh my gosh, this is so much better. This is so much better. <clears throat> Trying to convince ourselves that we can overcome those sinful desires on our own. It's a losing game. Paul is saying something very universally true here. Convincing yourself that you, in and of yourself, can say no to things consistently over, over your life and that's how you're going to avoid sin. Paul said it then. You can't do it. Our contemporary culture has example after example after example of the Lord showing us you still can't do it. It won't work. The only way is to replace those sinful passions 
with the things that the Lord gives us that will fill us up. Walking in relationship with him, having a tender spirit to him through a life in his word and prayer, getting to know him, communing and fellowshipping with him. Those are the things that fill us up and those are the things that keep us away from sin. For the Tell Me Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.